0: When they arrive, they'll make their way to the Victoria Concert Hall and Theater and search for Alan Wu. Alan Wu? Host of The Amazing Race Asia. Ready, set, go!
1: Welcome to the fourth wonderful episode of URT Number, the Amazing Race Asia podcast from Reality TV Warriors. My name is Michael Harmstone, and joining me as always is the Canadian who is doing the Cabbage Patch right now, despite the fact he's not been given $1,000, Logan Saunders. Morning. And for the first time all season, the Australian who we don't believe when he says that he's never kissed another man before,
2: Ben Powell. (laughs) (laughs) What possible reason could I have given you guys to make you believe that?
1: I don't know, but I, I thought, seen as though your chat with me was just full of love for J.K. and Mike, that I would give you a J.K. and Mike-themed intro this week. So, yet yeah, another wonderful episode.
2: Yes, I've got to agree with that.
1: <laughs> After a stumble in the premiere, it's been a much better season since.
2: Well, to be fair, you can't really do a good episode with a starting line el- elimination.
1: But that wasn't an elimination. Lisa and Nicole just weren't a part of the cast. We were never graced with the presence of Vietnamese lesbians. At least that's what I'm telling myself.
2: They got
0: 1984
2: essentially. Yeah. We were always at war with Vietnamese lesbians. (laughs) Yes, so, Brian.
1: So, previously, eight teams raced to Malaysia. At the roadblock in Kuala Lumpur, team members made a daring descent where Vicky and Rachel were left hanging as Vicky missed the flag, but they were saved by a train journey to Penang. Louisa and Treasury sped through the detour and won the leg, and it was Vicky and Rachel's lucky day as they were saved from elimination. And watching the titles again, I completely forgot that Brandon and Althea celebrated over chess. Nads. <laughs> yeah, I was just watching them a bit more closer this week and went, why are they celebrating over chess? I know this is an Amazing Race intro, so it's supposed to be corny, but it was weird.
0: Didn't you see when Kasparov and Fischer faced off? One of them just got dumped with the Gatorade at the end of the match after Checkmate.
1: So, teams must now fly to Phuket, Thailand, and, on the whole, find the Fungna Elephant Park where they will receive their next clue. I say on the whole because Vicky and Rachel have their own personal detour beforehand. Wait, personal detour? Yeah, they, they have to go to that cave and do their speed bump first. Which was completely and utterly not explained.
2: Oh, right. I'm I'm not. Uh, I'm still not used to, like, detour referring to an actual detour. An
1: alternative location, then.
2: One day I'll be in traffic and then, the, and then like a, there'll be construction and a, and, a guy, and a guy with a big sign I'll come up saying, Sorry guys, this is a roadblock. A roadblock? Uh, you, my passenger, you do it. <laughs> Are we going to go skydiving
0: in the middle of this construction site? I don't even know how that's going to work.
1: And Eric and Rona finally get the honeymoon that they wanted.
0: Yeah, that, that's insulting to Malaysia. I mean, in Malaysia they're like, Oh, this is not the honeymoon we asked for. And then they're in Thailand and it's like, oh, this is wonderful. Well, not wonderful Indonesia, but Thailand has its own its own sense of wonderful. So if I'm from Malaysia and I'm watching this, I'm going to be so pissed with Eric and Rona.
1: Yeah, screw you, Malaysia.
0: Imagine I say that every time
1: I talk to Eamon. Screw you, Eamon. Screw you, Malaysia. And yeah, Vicky and Rachel get a speed bump when they land in Thailand. Which they allowed me to believe for a week that we wouldn't be seeing a speed bump on this season. And no, I spoke too soon. God
2: damn it. Alan Wu did confirm it on Twitter. Did they not like mention that there'd be a speed bump, speed bump this leg? No, they... Well, when Vicky and Rachel
1: came in last, last week, he just said that they'd been saved from elimination. He didn't mention any penalty or, or like, oh, you'll have to complete a speed bump next leg. And the preview didn't show any speed bumpy-related goodness. So we were led to believe that it wouldn't.
2: So were we going to be under the assumption that they just don't have to do anything?
1: Yeah, because that has has happened in recent seasons again. The trend in international seasons is going back towards no penalty at all. Huh. Because I'm, I'm pretty sure Amazing Race China's recent season didn't have any speed bumps. I know for a fact that Hammer didn't. So it, it's veering back towards that idea of actually the penalty is just starting in last. I did not know that. And Tom and Anita get ahead at the taxi counter due to their linguistic advantage.
0: J.K. and Mike do not get an advantage, or a linguistic advantage, rather.
1: Now J.K. and Mike get a disadvantage by J.K. just being
0: very, very picky. Classic jail antics. Yeah, with like J.K. and Mike and the driver there, just how I was reading the what's his name Alex Lang's written uh, recap. And he was yeah he was blasting J.K. And Mike pretty good because I guess there's such a big language barrier in Thailand that's just a waste of time to hold out for a better driver, which is clearly what ended up being J.K. And Mike's uh, near downfall in this leg is that they did try to hold out for a better cab driver, and it still didn't help them anyway.
1: There's not really a huge language barrier though because as Alex said, a lot of people do speak English. It's not like Vietnam next week where there's going to be a huge language barrier.
0: Uh, I don't know if there's that big of a language barrier in Vietnam now that so many Western tourists go there.
1: I think there's more Thai people who speak English than there are Vietnamese, at least in terms of percentage.
0: I guess that's a possibility. I don't know. I just know more people have gone to Vietnam than Thailand in the past couple years. And I guess it also depends where you go in the country, too.
1: Yeah, they are going to Ho Chi Minh City, and Lisa and Nicole are going to be the greeters after they get cruelly cut by the salvage pass again. But in Lisa and Nicole's case, I think uh, I, th- I think Lisa is half-Vietnamese, and Nicole's obviously American, but now adopted Vietnamese.
0: Well, Tom and Anita are Siamese, if you please. Don't say no. <laughs> so... Instead of heading
1: to the elephant park, Vicky and Rachel get a speed bump instead, and they have to enter a cave and find an elephant statuette hidden inside and return it to the altar to the rest of its herd before they can continue on to the next location. Or as
0: Alan would like to say, the elephant in the room. But he didn't say it. I was surprised.
1: I thought he'd be saving that for the actual elephant park, but no, we had an opportunity where Wu could have done a pun and he chose not to.
0: Gosh. Yeah, it was like it was like it was like his Sunday. It was his day of rest for this for this week.
2: On the third day of the pun again.
0: Oh that's <laughs> Jesus.
2: <laughs> and I'm led
1: to believe that Vicky and Rachel only received the speed bump clue in their initial clue on departure. They didn't actually get told to go to the elephant park afterwards. I think as opposed to normally when this happens where they get a speed bump clue or just have the speed bump board waiting for them. Vicky and Rachel actually received the speed bump clue as their initial clue. They were told to fly to Phuket and then head to the cave instead of the elephant park. Yeah, well, I think they
0: had the. I think they had the elephant park in their clue, but the speed bump was like additional information in there.
2: Well, everyone got the the elephant park <laughs> clue went from laser, right?
1: Yeah, but yeah, Vicky and Rachel also received a clue after the, after the cave, which is what makes me think that. Oh, because at that point they then read out that they had to go to the elephant park.
0: Maybe they so, didn't receive the elephant part clue then.
1: So they got the speed bump clue as the first clue. Yeah, I think their their speed bump clue said fly to Phuket and then head to the elephant cave or whatever it was. Interesting way of structuring it. And I said this to Ben earlier, but I think in any other team's hands, the speed bump probably would have been a bit of a damp squig, But because it was Vicky and Rachel and they're so over the top with everything, it was actually not a terrible one.
2: It looked like a deleted scene from the from the descent. Really? You haven't seen The Descent? No. Oh my god. I don't watch films. I know Logan doesn't because he doesn't watch horror films, but still, it's like, The Descent, you know? The... I don't watch horror films. Oh my god. You, you two are a bunch of squares. God.
0: And that was the day that Ben quit the UR Team Number podcast.
1: You do know that the only film we've referenced in the past two weeks is UHF, right?
0: <laughs> yes.
1: And my insistence in week two that Logan was just being uh, over-the-top racist. So Vicky and Rachel obviously complete the speed bump quite quickly, despite freaking out slightly over there maybe being snakes and everything else in the water. And everyone else has to prepare a breakfast of pineapple leaves for an elephant before heading down to the river to find the elephant and riding it back and feeding it. And once the elephant is fed, they receive their next clue.
2: So, I'm led to believe from the task that the pineapple leaves were actually, like, spiked. Yeah, thorny. Thorny, yes. So, can elephants eat that? Or are they, mul- they going to mulch it down further? Because, like, you know, if if they can't eat that, I can't imagine them, like, just, you know, just feeding it to the elephant. And it's like, and I'm enjoying it, like, ah, yes, I am sure I'm enjoying this. My throat being cut up right now. Brrrr. That was my elephant noise, if you hadn't figured it out yet. <laughs> it sounds like a it sounds like a bird, but it's actually an elephant. I think the elephants um,
1: actually picked up the leaves straight away, so I'm assuming that they can eat them. I'd like to think so, because otherwise it'd be like going to a dog sanctuary and having to make them a chocolate breakfast. <laughs> yeah, so Amazing Grace Asia killing elephants in the place where
2: they're sacred. Or it could just be the case of going to a cat shelter and scaling the fish to... Feed them that tuna. <laughs> yeah, sit in, sit in the remains of fish guts and all this all this sort of stuff while you feed these poor cats. who are probably gonna die in a few days. Isn't this fun? It's not hammerots. Hammerots would probably do that. Or make everyone depressed. Go to
1: a cat cafe and uh, and sit in a tub of fish guts. So Perul and Maggie wear sleeveless shirts and they all these problems with the leaves being thorny. And it begins to rain and Chloe can smell elephant dung.
0: Anna and Diane would have lo- loved the elephant dung. I don't know why Chloe would complain about it.
2: Did someone lose their shoe? I think Louise Louise or Treasury lost a shoe. Yeah, Treasury said that her shoe was
1: slipping. I don't think she actually lost the shoe, but I think it was getting stuck in the mud. And Eric and Rona have ponchos which are never mentioned again or appear outside of the taxi, which is hilarious. And then we get JK and Mike's taxi ride to the elephant sanctuary. Yay. What was on that brochure?
0: Something that could not be shown on screen. We can only speculate.
1: I'm going to guess Massage Parlor.
0: Thai Massage Parlor?
2: I can
1: see that. I think it was probably Massage Parlor rather than the other option of probably Ladyboy Show.
2: That's what I was thinking.
1: (laughs) If it was Ladyboy Show, I'm not sure they would have at least censored it.
2: Maybe it was just something a copyrighted image or something, I don't
1: know. Yeah, the massage parlor is more likely, I think. Especially if it was words on it like, discreet and things.
0: I wish that the Thai massage parlour was one of the sponsors for this season. That would be interesting at the start of each episode.
1: Well, Amazing Race Australia 3 had a Thai massage task.
0: But they, were, they didn't get to sponsor it. It wasn't like, oh, grab Indonesia, wonderful Indonesia. Oh, that, that Thai massage parlour where if you spend your money right... Crazy things gonna happen.
1: Yeah,
2: Grab sponsoring a massage parlor probably wouldn't be very appropriate. Mm, that's what I was. I was about to say Grab Indonesia sounds fine because it's a car, it's a known car thing. Grab Thailand, mm, bit iffy there. <laughs> I worry when I'm on the same wavelength as you, Ben. That just means that my psychic, psychic powers are growing. And Louisa
1: and Treasury get ahead by having a fast elephant. And did you notice that Mike told J.K. not to worry about hitting him in the face? He didn't say that last week.
0: I think Mike's just accepted that he's going to get physically assaulted by JK unintentionally one way or the other every single episode from now on.
1: I'm looking forward to the episode when Mike just blows up on JK. Because it's coming. It's in the cards. They're definitely pointing towards that happening. Probably in their, hopefully, elimination leg.
0: Blow-up of the day.
1: You don't have to make a new radio feature for them every week, Logan. (laughs) (laughs) We had two last week. You could have a week off it. Or
2: we'll just be like, play of the game. And it just shows Mike hitting, hitting uh, JK off the side of a boat with an oar. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, Mike? I'm in the water. Ah, we're, we're terrible people. But
1: that's kind of what people come to the podcast for. The only Amazing Race Asia podcast where there are terrible people hosting it. And Tom and Anita see Louisa and Treasury as threats. Which is obvious, because, you know, spoilers, they win a
2: second leg. And they currently have, like, a 1.75 leg average? Yep,
1: yeah, which would put them approximately fifth worldwide, if the season were to end now.
2: Oh, boy. I've got to ask, is there anyone more unlikely to be dominating the season than Treasury and Louisa?
1: No, because currently the top female-female team average is Steph and Christen. Then it's Valerie and Bogdana. I don't don't just mean female teams, I mean teams in general. I would say not. No team with, I suppose, a nerd archetype, for want of a better term. I know Brandon and Alpheus were more nerd archetype, but... Louise and Treasury are basically the female nerd archetype, and they're dominating. I don't think any team with that sort of archetype has ever dominated as much. Um... Louisa and Treasury are the first to leave, and then we get to see Eric and Rona be deeply, deeply uncomfortable on an elephant.
0: I don't think this was the honeymoon she asked for.
1: No, I'm, I'm not sure Rona will be ever riding an elephant again. She did not look comfortable. Eric didn't look more comfortable than she did.
0: She will not be entering a radio contest to win Stampy. Let's put it that way. <laughs>
2: So when i not got to hear you, Rona like, where's my elephant? Where's my <laughs> elephant? Producing a Filipino version of the, of the Where's My Elephant song. <laughs> Simpsons references, current. And Perul and Maggie
1: are the second to leave, with Tom and Anita in third, Yvonne and Chloe in fourth, and Eric and Rona in fifth. And then, on their way out, Eric and Rona help JK and Mike, and then tell Vicky
0: and Rachel what the task is before they arrive. Spoilers! Maybe Vicky and Rachel wanted to be surprised by Ryan and Elephant. The surprise just got completely ruined for them. What the hell's all that all about? Yeah, Eric and Rona. Season-ruining presents, Eric and Rona, though. Yeah, they're just gonna cruise around past by teams and taxes and be like, oh, by the way, you're about to untie untie this knot. Oh, by the way, the pit stop is gonna be at the end of the speech. Oh, by the way, we're gonna go cliff jumping. It's like, Damn American Eric and Rona. maybe I want to find these things out for myself.
2: Oh, by the way, it, it, there's, no, there's no hotel or restaurant called on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, took eight, the we, we took hours to figure that out.
1: And did you notice what JK was wearing? I think he was wearing jean shorts.
2: That was a choice. We all have choices to make. Choices. Some of them are on The Amazing Race. Yeah, I th- I think J.K. was
1: actually wearing Jaws. This
0: is this is the point where I have to remind Michael that Josh and Tanner wore meggings on season twenty seven. So I think J.K. gets a pass here.
2: Eric's wore uh, meggings this season. Meggings. It sounds like something Rimmer would say on Red Dwarf. <laughs> topical then. <laughs> well, it has. Season released a few years ago. It is topical. They're doing more series
1: at the moment. Ah, oh, wait. Still, really. And, talking of Meggings, Alex and Will leave in sixth. Then we get proclamations of elephant shit. Uh, Rachel can't climb high enough. And then J.K. and Mike leave in seventh. Rachel
0: almost kicked that elephant in the eye while she was trying to get on top of it.
2: If it can swallow pineapple thorns, it can can take a kick to the eye, I imagine.
0: Or or it could swallow up uh, Rachel.
1: (laughs) And if J.K. was given more time, he would have hit the elephant in the eye with a spear. Seems though he does that to everything he loves. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean that to do that to the elephant. I'm so sorry. Your JK impressions actually pretty good. I'm, <laughs> I'm quite I'm quite impressed. <laughs> I was worried that any impression this season would be a little bit racist, but no, your JK impression is pretty good.
2: Yeah, because I tried I tried to like do a I don't try to do like type like a written impression of, of Rachel last leg and yeah, pretty racist. Well unintentionally racist, I didn't you know. And teams must now head to
1: the Saracen Bridge where they will find their next clue. And I wasn't aware that after doing Gladiators, Saracen then got a bridge in uh, Thailand.
0: The Saracens got a bridge in Thailand? Man, that's more than I knew about them from Age of Empires 2.
2: Now who's topical? <laughs> hey, Age I don't understand, understand either of what you're talking about. So,
0: Age of Empires is a classic PC game that was... Like the biggest thing in 2001, thank you very much.
1: And Gladiators, you're aware of the Australian Gladiators, I'm assuming. I know Bindles is. Um, But Gladiators was the late 90s, early 2000s Saturday evening program on uh, ITV in the UK. With one of the Gladiators being called Saracen.
2: Okay, and now I know.
1: And I've noticed this over the past couple of episodes, but do all Amazing Race Asia clue boxes just have the right amount of clues in? Because teams have been able to tell what place they're in, a lot.
0: It's one way to cut down the budget. You know, it's probably like two dollars to make each clue. So, you know, they use it, it adds up over a course of a season.
2: Less clues for the clue boxes, more coconuts for the pit stop.
0: That's a worthy trade off. Or if you're an unfinished business, you just get to get a b- whole bunch of snapple. <laughs> And
1: once teams get to the bridge, it's a detour which is Mai Tai or Untie. And in Mai Tai, teams must learn the Y Crew ritual, which takes place before every Mai Tai fight, and then perform it to the satisfaction of the master to receive their next clue. And in Untie, teams must untie a raft and then pull themselves along a rope to grab their next clue from a floating platform.
0: This would have been the perfect opportunity to have Elias Theodoro make a cameo. If
1: it was Amazing Race Canada, they would have.
0: Who? Hey. Hey, we don't we don't do that on this podcast.
2: I'm confused. What?
0: Elias Theodoro, he's the guy who was in mixed martial arts that was on Amazing Race Canada three.
2: Oh, he was the first boot.
1: Wasn't he um, the instructor for UFC on uh, Big Brother Canada four?
0: Yes, he's the first. He beat Jillian and Emmett to being on both Big Brother Canada and Amazing Race Canada. Suck at
1: Jillian and Emmett.
0: Pretty much.
1: And. Which detours would you have picked?
0: Muay um, Thai. I would have also chosen Muay Thai, even though it's the subjective one in this case.
1: I think I probably would have picked untie because, yeah, at least it's in your control. It's Your own damn fault if you got untie or not. And it's not like they weren't in exactly the same place anyway, so it's very easy to switch. So Perul and Maggie flirt with their Muay Thai instructor.
0: Boo. Not, not to be confused with Boo of Survivor Fiji, or
1: oh, the enemy in uh, Mario games.
2: Actually, he took he decided to take a trip from Louisiana to to Thailand to host an Amazing Race Asia task in, on this from his side job of like owning a bar and recruiting people for Survivor and whatnot.
1: But if you were looking at him, he wouldn't have been able to show you any of the moves because he would have just hidden his face.
0: Yeah, his knee, his he, tw- he tore his ACL, so there's no way he could have done any of that.
1: Oh, Just pop it pop, 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 pop back in place. And apparently Treasury knows un- how to untie a knot. How on earth is someone on Amazing Race Asia trained to untie knots?
0: He, she's like the Elizabeth Taylor of the Amazing Race Asia. Just any knot that's tied, she can just untie it. She can probably do that seven times.
1: And um, she should probably train Tara Bajro, because she's currently being kidnapped and tied up somewhere, isn't she? <laughs>
2: She got sold off to Malaysian pirates.
1: I think we should uh, try and come up with a more elaborate lie for Tara Basra every
0: single week until she reappears. Or we shall travel on a boat to the depths of Penang and call it Kinabalu.
1: That was a truly awful pirate. <laughs> uh, it
2: was a Malaysian pirate. I believed it. I was truly engrossed in the pirate story. It can't have been a Malaysian <laughs> pirate. It didn't end with the word La.
1: <laughs> We've kidnapped Tara, La. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, we'll got our booty in. we'll sail out to the seven seas. Law, say is that better? Yeah, that's better. <laughs> that good thing that was better. Law, we're trying to find the
0: hundred thousand US dollars. La.
1: and um, Tom and Anita underestimated uh, Louisa and Treasury. It's just building up to someone U-turning each other, isn't it?
0: Pretty much, that's what I gathered from this episode. Either they, both teams, make it to the final three. Or Tom and Anita ultimately U turn Luis and Treasury out of the race. Dun, dun, dun.
1: I love how much of a one sided rivalry is.
0: Yeah, because, well, the thing is, is the thing with Louisa and Treasury is they, do- they care so little that they always look ahead. They never look behind them to see all the people that are talking about what they see in front of them.
2: That's the way I run the race. Especially when you're that dominating. And. Untie
1: only has four stations, so Alex and Will have to switch to Mai Tai. Or choose to switch to Mai Tai, I should say.
0: Or they can just pull a Vicky and Rachel like last week and just sit there for half an hour while taunting one of the other teams with the worst pun ever.
2: No. Pretty terrible.
1: <laughs> and Louisa and Treasury un- uh, leave Untie in first, and teams must now find the What My Cow Temple to find their next clue
0: what my cow my my cow or macau they were in they're in macau they can just go to macau
2: it's like that acting um exercise where it's like um me you you me you that you know that isn't that night at the roxbury you me me you me me you me i don't know what those words were well i know i know what me and you were but i don't know what night at the roxbury is it's Will Ferrell and Chris Kattan's best
0: movie from 1996. I thought it was Sett- Settlers of Catan. Settlers of Chris Kattan. Yes, I, that is also a board game. That's Chris Kattan's post Saturday Night Live career.
1: Also, just going. Also, just going back to the um, the root info. I cruelly had the opportunity to ride an elephant taken off me because the cruise ship stopped offering it, despite the fact we paid for it.
2: Did you get your money
1: back? We got like $10 off it for, it for some reason. Did you balance it on the back of your hands? Sadly not. It, it was part of our trip to Ayathaya, We were supposed to have an elephant ride as well, and uh, that got cruelly taken off us. Because of, I don't know, cruelty issues or something.
2: Cruelty to you?
1: Yeah, exactly. I wanted to ride a damn elephant. I, I wanted to have a, a picture like Eric and Rona looking shit scared.
0: And what's in, uh, what's what, what was the deal with J.K.? You know, at the Muay Thai task trying to check out all the female female racers who were across the across down at the beach at the untying detour option.
1: I can't believe he didn't find uh, Treasury's wetsuit attractive.
0: I'm I'm sure he did. It was just it just was edited out.
1: Everyone else was in a bikini and Treasury was for some reason in a shorty wetsuit.
0: I haven't seen this outfit in my magazines.
1: Why did she pack a wetsuit?
0: Well, I mean, Francesca did that in Amazing Race Asia 1. I mean, it's, you know, it's... <laughs> Believe it or not, Michael, when uh, female racers choose what they pack to wear for swimwear, it is not meant to impress JK and Mike. They can wear whatever they want.
1: In the list that everyone has of, oh, what should I bring up the Amazing Race, I don't think anyone really
0: has wetsuit that high up. Let,
1: let's bring something that never, ever
0: dries. Ever. <laughs> Discarded after one use.
1: Yeah. Something that needs to be deep, deep cleaned every time it's used. Let's just bring that around Asia for ten legs. What could possibly go wrong?
0: But yeah, like with JK, it was just ridiculous checking out Yvonne and Chloe. It's like he was in, in an Eminem rap music video. Like he, he was on the verge of rapping ass like that. It was ridiculous.
1: Uh, so, Eric is a monster and eats rope for breakfast, and Tom and Anita leave untied in second, with Eric and Runner in third, and Perul and Maggie leaving Mai tai in fourth. And when they leave, Tom and Anita say they're about 40 minutes behind Louisa and Treasury. Which is quite impressive, given that, you know, they were pretty much neck and neck leaving the active route info. So everyone must have
0: sucked at that task. Louisa would have just told everyone to suck it up.
1: And Vicky and Rachel then switch from Untie to Mai Tai, it's basically as soon as they get there for some reason. And Yvonne and Chloe leave Untie in fifth, with Alex and Will leaving Mai Tai in sixth, and Jake and Mike in seventh. And then Vicky and Rachel argue again and leave Mai tai in last. My knees! And once teams get to the temple, it's a roadblock which is who has trouble remaining still. And in this roadblock, one team member must recreate, recreate the Survivor Thailand final immunity challenge. And remain still for 15 minutes whilst balancing coins on the back of their hands and on top of their heads. If any coins drop, they have to restart. And once they complete 15 minutes, they receive their next clue.
2: I'd prefer to recreate the challenge. Just like, just like here, here, here guys, is he an elaborate put together mini challenge, and they have to put it back in its box. And do it, do it right, otherwise you won't get it. You won't get your clue. And I believe probes called called call this a con in
1: Survivor's Island. Huh. On. Thank you. And also the Survivor Thailand Immunity Challenge only went on for about 13 minutes. So the fact that any of these people managed 15 minutes means that they are better people than Brian Heidick, Clay Jordan, and Jan Gentry.
2: Then again, it's not that hard to be a better person than Brian Heidick, So True. All you have to do is not, not shoot a coyote. Or not shoot a dog, actually.
1: I, I was going to say, fun fact, the Vietnamese roadblock next week is going to be shooting a puppy in the face. Good to know. And it's Louisa, Tom, Perul, Eric, Yvonne, Alex, Mike, and Rachel performing this roadblock. And Louisa fails twice. Tom doesn't know how to sit still. And Perule has a pointy head.
0: And then Tom fails. And Maggie proclaims her love for Perul. Yeah. She says that she loves her, but I was so sad because Perul didn't, didn't say that she loves her back.
1: But they're not the only team proclaiming love in this task.
0: Because
1: we'll get to
2: JK and Mike. Will we? Yeah, eventually. Can't we just, like, get past them? Like, every other thing leg? Uh And Louisa and Treasury
1: leave in first after their third attempt, and with the cameraman in the shot.
0: <laughs> yeah, the cameraman just, uh, like, enters the shot, and then just looks at the camera that's filming him, and he quickly exits stage left.
1: <laughs> I love how we have at least one cameraman appearance in every episode. <laughs>
0: This was the most blatant, though, just because the cameraman's like, oh, I'll show myself out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And uh, teams must now find Leifang Beach and search for the next clue, which is hidden on a marked coconut stand. And it's Tom and Anissa who leave in second after Tom's second attempt. And Eric chooses to stand, which is probably the best tactic.
0: I was surprised that somebody uh, somebody chose to stand, because then you have to... As long as you don't have shaky legs, I guess it'll all work out for you.
2: When you're that big and you try to sit cross-legged, your legs go numb pretty quickly. And if you don't put your arms right, your arms do as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm 6'5", I'm and I do sit cross-legged a lot, but I can probably only manage it for about 10 minutes before I start getting a bit uncomfortable without having my arms elevated
2: as well. Yes, but Eric has like 300 pounds on you, Michael. True.
0: I mean, he just ate a rope for breakfast. Like, so he's like three hundred and ten pounds now.
2: And he had it without any marmalade. That's what that's what you Brits eat, right? Marmalade.
1: Yeah,
2: I guess. Well, well, think think about that. He had it without any marmalade. Think about it. Yeah, but he's Kiwi slash Aussie slash
1: Tongan slash Filipino. Okay, so he had he had it without any mixed continental breakfast. He had it without any Vegemite.
2: I was making a, I was making a witty continental joke and you screwed it up, Michael. Thanks a lot. That's what I'm here for. And
1: Perul fails after 13 minutes and 54 seconds.
2: Brutal.
0: That was just brutal. You have, like, barely a minute to go and the, all the coins come down.
2: And then she has to start all over again. And the walls come tumbling down.
1: And Eric and Rona leave in third after a single attempt from Eric. And Rachel is a crybaby, and then Perul and Maggie leave in fourth, and Yvonne and Chloe leave in fifth, both after their third attempt. And Alex and Will leave in sixth, with J.K. and Mike in seventh, after they share a passionate moment and J.K. kisses Mike.
2: Moving on. Mm
1: -hmm. And then Vicky and Rachel leave in last, after they debate whether they are Spongebob or Patrick.
0: They have Spongebob Squarepants in Asia? Apparently so. I guess they have did you, just play with prickly pineapples under the sea.
2: Have you seen the ads they have on for Amazing Race Asia on AXN Asia? They're very intent they're very intense about their western shows. Plus I imagine there's I imagine there is a child or two in Asia as well and they might enjoy watching cartoons.
1: I mean the MacGyver ads almost made it look watchable.
2: One of my distinct memories about watching a movie was uh was watching uh Tomb Raider, the Cradle of Life and there's this scene where um there's this random Chinese family that are watching TV when like when Lara comes in to do something with their computer or something and they they're, they're watching uh, they're actually watching SpongeBob SquarePants in, in Chinese and I, I for some reason I, just didn't, I distinctly remember that it stuck in my memory like you know just hearing them talk hearing those two characters talking Chinese
1: and you you say that we
2: reference old films Angela Jolie is timeless.
1: Yeah, but the Tomb Raider films really aren't. Yeah,
2: they're, yeah, they're, they're still, they're still, it, they're still forever watchable, though. With
0: the Race Asia commercials, I was surprised they list what season number it is for the TV shows that they advertise. Like they'll say NCIS Los Angeles seven, so they just they actually list what season it is that people are watching on that network. Or the Blacklist 4, they also did that as well. MacGyver won. MacGyver wins nothing.
2: Aha, nobody's ever made a joke before. And
1: after Logan's request last week, we get a Caltex appearance. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's a JK crying meltdown Caltex cameo.
2: Edward, and when the cab driver goes to put more gas in, he's hit the is too short. <laughs> yes. Talking about your obscure references there. That's what I was
0: thinking about. It's like, oh man, we get, we get an unintentional Mason Race Asia 3 season premiere callback, also in Thailand. All, all bad things at Caltech's gas stations happen in Thailand.
1: And are you more of a SpongeBob or a Patrick?
0: I haven't watched enough SpongeBob to really know. Although I do know that David Hasselhoff is in the movie version of SpongeBob, so I'll say I'm more of a David Hasselhoff than the SpongeBob or a Patrick.
1: He follows me on Twitter.
0: The Hoth? Yeah, the Hoth follows what? me on Twitter. Interesting. You're not even you're not even from Germany, Michael.
1: What what can I say? I'm uh, I'm just so marketable to so many people. So once teams get to the coconut stand, they have to collect two coconuts and then head down the beach to the pit stop. The last team's check in may be eliminated. And Louisa and Treasury offer Alan some fresh coconuts which did sound a little bit like Kelly and Marie when I said fresh. And they win The Leg again. And what do they win?
2: Absolutely nothing. Stupid! <laughs> Kentucky Fried movie reference, really? And you're calling my reference, and you're calling my movie reference old? Oh, 2003, that's so old. Not as uh, you, know what's, you know what's much more recent? 1970. UHF wasn't 1970. It was like
0: 1985 or 1986 ish.
1: You get the idea. That might have been 1970 in Canada, but still.
0: Yeah, my Bologna had just come out uh, by Weird Al in Canada at that time.
1: Thought so. And another one rides the bus. And Tom and Anita are second. And then Eric and Rona walk down the beach, and because they can't find it, Rona has a little meltdown while carrying a uh, shopping bag. <laughs>
2: Feature reference, down the beach is not a restaurant or a hotel.
0: I really want to open a restaurant named that right on that beach now.
1: Maybe that's what Eric and Rona can do with their inevitable winnings.
0: Yeah, they can open that up in the Philippines. Yeah. The
1: down the beach restaurant chain.
0: It's like down the beach restaurant. It's just down from that uh it's just down the road from that place. And which is also in reference to a place that will switch out your tires for you.
2: It's also a train. It's a restaurant train. Get it? It's a play on words. Yeah, I get it. And Perul and
1: Maggie coming in third, with Eric and Rona in fourth, and Yvonne and Chloe in fifth.
2: I'm annoyed. Why? Because Perul and Maggie came in in third instead of fourth. Exactly. Sabrina Sabrina and Jojo at least had the decency to go sixth, fifth, fourth, fourth, third, second. Perul and Maggie, no respect whatsoever. I can't support them anymore. They're the worst team ever.
1: At least Eric and Rona went back to their traditional position of fourth after a blip last week of sixth. True. And Rachel says that she's just trying to find Alan Wu. And then J.K. strolls, leaving Alex and Will to come in in sixth, and J.K. and Mike for the third leg on the trot, being second last. At which point the suns come out, so the ones have come out, and Vicky and Rachel checking in last, and this time they're eliminated.
2: Sad face.
0: This was right around the right time for them to go.
1: Yeah. I like Vicky and Rachel, but I think that they would have probably got a bit annoying.
2: Over JK and Mike?
1: Oh, no. Obviously, my hatred of JK and Mike is very, very well documented, and JK is very, very aware of it.
0: Why do you hate me so much, Michael? I've never done anything to you. <laughs>
1: I like the fact that he just keep i keep just getting a notification every so often saying, Gerald co has uh, has liked your post Michael and Logan have returned to
0: nobody has called me Gerald since I was in the seventh grade.
2: <laughs> you fool I do hope that's actually that is actually a good a a good impression and' not actually absolutely racist
1: <laughs> It is quite a good impression if you go back and, and watch j k speak Logan's actually done quite a good impression of it. It is, of course, still slightly racist, but you know. yeah.
2: There's always that fine line when there's a, when there's in this case three white guys doing doing an Asian accent. It's sort of like it can go very it it can go very much into John Wayne and Breakfast at Tiffany's territory very quickly. And you wonder
1: why I've been not doing any new impressions this season, Ben. <laughs> I'm acutely aware of the fact that it would probably come across as being a little bit racist.
0: I would like to point out that apparently the third and fourth episode hasn't been uploaded onto the official Asia website because of supposedly um, illegal streaming. And uh, clearly it's worked out well for them because here we are, a Canadian, a Brit, and an Aussie talking about uh, the newest Amazing Race Asia episode. So they really, they really protected their content.
1: Yeah, good going, guys. And the fact that we've given all the sponsors such wonderful uh, prominence in the podcast between the grab jokes and the wonderful Indonesia references. Grab Malaysia, not what
2: you think.
0: <laughs> we didn't even reference Maggie, get, we didn't even reference Maggie Sand this episode, like we, we kept it cleaner this episode.
1: Exactly. And we only had one Tara Bajaro joke and, you know.
2: Malaysian pirates. Yeah. La.
1: So next time, Lisa and Cole return after being salvaged once again to go to Ho Chi Minh City with the teams. Tom and Anita shout at each other. Anita! Teams compete in a luck challenge and a grocery challenge, leaves some teams
2: queasy. I know it's been five. It's been it's been well over five years since the last Amazing Race Asia season. But one thing I do love about watching The Amazing Race Asia compared to say Amazing Race US visiting Asia is it always seems to be a mu- whenever they whenever they uh, showcase the culture or the tasks or all that sort of stuff, it always seems to be much more involved rather than the sort of like very stereotypical sort of thing they do in the US version, yeah.
1: Who do you think is going home next? Uh,
2: if all goes well, JK and Mike. Um, I'm going to go
0: with Alex and Will, just because they have not done well in every single leg so far. At least J.K. and Mike will occasionally crawl up the standings. They
2: they came second last leg.
0: After three equalizers where they were pretty much near dead last, though.
2: They came second last leg.
0: That doesn't count. I also was amused by Alex and Will at the roadblock, because the whole time while Will is doing the roadblock, Alex is like, don't don't think about the burn. Do not think about the burn. Do not think about how much your arms are aching and shaking right now. It's like that would be the last thing I would want to hear.
2: Now I forgot what I was saying.
1: Is there anything else to say about this episode?
2: Uh, is it too much to ask for an all-female final three this season? Yes, because Eric and Rona are doing it.
0: Canadians don't allow an all-female final three,
1: apparently. The unstoppable force that is eruption and Rona are uh, going to make
0: it to the final three. Eric and Rona will erupt like an elephant trunk to get to the final
2: three.
1: And what does that sound like, Ben?
2: Tweet tweet. <laughs> I spent a lot of energy there, and uh, after after they erupt, they'll open they'll open a restaurant called Down the Beach. Yeah.
1: So, thank you for listening to this year our team number podcast. You can join us next Sunday to recap the fifth episode. If you've got any questions, feel free to contact us on our Facebook page for TV Warriors, on our Twitter accounts, LTV Warriors, our own Twitter pages, MJ Hamstone for me, Log Super Quacky for Logan, and Ink1Y for Ben. See you next week.
2: If you don't want to hear, hear any more of Logan's uh, postcode jokes, like, comment, and subscribe.
0: All right, peace out. But yeah, like with JK, it was just ridiculous checking out Yvonne and Chloe. It's like he was in, in an Eminem rap music video. Like, he, he was on the verge of rapping ass like that. It was ridiculous.
1: And just out of interest, what would that sound like?
0: I don't, I don't know what, what it would sound like. I, I would assume it would have a couple Alan Wu puns there. It'd be like, the way you shake it, I can't believe it. Never seen ass like that. The way you move it, you make my sneaky go doing, doing, doing. No way from how moves, she's like a belly dancer. She's shaking those bones to the new side jam Yeah, I think Mike's at the door, but I don't think I'm an answer. Tara saying freeze, doing, doing, doing. What do you mean freeze, please? please? I'm a DJ, I have needs. I'm not done until not i finish peeing in this bottle. I'm not resisting arrest. I'm a green Miss Bajo. I'm already on my knees. I can't get on the elephant down any further. It's impossible for me, and do not treat me like a murderer. I just like to be, be. I play R&B. When Kendra from C6 meets Asian, she goes, bring a Chong, Vanessa Chong, Pamela Chong, a Ching. Psych, I joke, I joke, I kid, I kid. If I joke Mike, if I poke Mike in the eye, I'm sorry. Please, please forgive. I am JK, a radio puppet. I can get away with anything I sing, and you will love it.